I'm Allison Van Hooser, and I'm on a sold-out mission to develop highly successful leaders at all levels. In the 15 years I've been working throughout the food, financial, retail industries, and politics, I have become deeply aware of the powerful effects of leadership. In each episode, you will get strategies and actions you can use immediately in order to change you, your team, and your business. The question is, will you choose to own it? Will you put your stake in the ground and decide to do something with what you've learned today? This is Stake, the Leadership Podcast. Hey everybody, I'm really excited to be with you all today. I've got a really good friend here that is going to share some practical, tactical information, strategies that you can use that are going to benefit you as you're leading the people in your organization. I got a text the other day from uh, Phil, my business partner, and he said, you are not going to believe what happened to Chris. And so I'm going to let Chris talk about that a little bit. Let me give you a little background on how he and I met. So we went to high school together. From there, we've been in a leadership class together. And both of us has just been able to watch as our careers just exploded. We have both went in different directions. We do different things. But Chris has had a lot of success. So I'm excited to have him on here. I know that he's going to provide value for you guys. So Without further ado, Chris, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and tell them about this award that I got a text about. Uh, well, first of all, thank you, Allison, for having me here with you. This is awesome. I'm very proud of you and everything that you have done and achieved. Um, my name is Chris McDenny. I am a McDonald's owner-operator. I became an operator in 2018 but I've been working for the company for 20 years now. Wow. So it was funny. I know if you do the math, I'm 30 years old. I was started in the McDonald's system. I actually have a picture of my first clock-in of August of 1999 when I was 10 years old. Um, I used to have a saying that said, uh, uh, son and daughters of owner-operators have no child labor laws. So Joe used, to get, yeah, Joe used to get free. <laughs> labor out of us um, but it was cool I got recognized for my 20 years at McDonald's but the big thing is is that uh, we got recognized for an outstanding leadership of McDonald's so just to break it down for you McDonald's is broken up into six field offices in the uh, across the United States uh, we're part of the Nashville field office um, there's about probably close to 600 to 700 restaurants in there by close to 150 organizations our owner operators and um, that is split in half into a north zone of Nashville and a south zone of Nashville uh, field office because it, it stretches all the way from um, Terre Haute, Indiana down to Sandestin, Florida. Um, and so we were one of two people out of 150 operators received an outstanding leadership award. That just means we were involved in the co-op. I am our co-op's uh, operations lead so I'm in charge of 120 restaurants right now for operations information. Um, I was also in charge of a general manager um, meeting, which I got all of our general managers and our co-ops together to celebrate their successes. Allison, you were wonderful enough to give us a great low, uh, family discount, and she, did, <laughs> she knocked it out of the park when it came to some leadership tips uh, for our general managers, and we still hear rave about that, so we appreciate that. Thank you. 
Um, but it's uh, we're just we're very blessed and very humbled uh, to receive such a high award from Escalons. Yeah, you're so low-key about it. So let me just say that again. Two out of 150, top two out of 150, they were recognized. Now, you said you were humbled. Let me also say this. You all are hard workers. Like, that doesn't just happen. You name the different leadership roles you're taking on. We'll get into what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis with your people, with your direct reports, and then as you're brought in with other situations and how you're leveling up your leadership. Now, um, today, this podcast is focused on generations in the workforce. Yes, ma'am. You're a millennial. Mm-hmm. I'm a millennial. Mm-hmm. Both of us, you are, I have, are working with multiple generations. Absolutely. Up, up to five in the workplace right now. Absolutely. The thing that I'm telling leaders, hoping that they will grab a hold of, is that leaders today, if you're going to be successful today and going into the future, you have to have an individualistic approach. You have to put in the effort, put in the work to lead individuals differently. That's correct. Now, back in the day, people would come into an organization and they'd do whatever the leader said. They'd stay long term. They were happy to have a job. Yep. But things are different now. Absolutely. So as we dug into, you know, why are you successful? What's something nitty-gritty you're doing that you can share with the people who are listening to this podcast? I was encouraged that you were taking on that individualistic approach when it comes to leading your people. Now, uh, there's a theory that we're going to talk about that Chris knows about, but Chris, it's not just something he knows, it's something he uses. Um, let me give you a little bit of background so that we make sure that we get this right, cite the right sources. We're talking about a theory titled transactional analysis. Yep. This was developed in the 1960s Correct. by Eric, it's either Byrne or Bernie. Yeah, that's why I was struggling with the last name too. <laughs> I'm going to butcher that. So um, this theory helps explain why we think, act, and feel the way we do. That's correct. Okay. Now, Chris, I want you to talk about that theory in your own words, and then I want to talk about how you're using that in what you do every day. Yeah. Cool. So this theory was very uh, easy for me to draw to because it's very it takes a very simplistic approach on the psychology of of talking to people. Um, one of my favorite McDonald's quotes, and you can use it anywhere, is McDonald's isn't a hamburger business; it's a people business that just happens to deal with hamburgers. Boom! Yes, <laughs> that's so good. Um, so I always had the approach that. In order for my external employee or my external customers to be taken care of, I have to make sure that my internal customers are being taken care of because they're the ones that serve all my customers each and every day. Let me just pause for a second. There's so many nuggets. He just said, in order for my external customers to be taken care of, I, as a leader, have to take care of my internal customers. That's powerful. It's just something that, uh, it's a foundation of our organization. Uh, I make sure that anytime I come into the restaurants, I don't start any of my business until I say hi to every single individual person, and I don't leave that restaurant until I say goodbye to them. Um, just those small things, looking them in the eye, asking about that, and try to remember something about them. I know I deal with a lot of people, but I work very hard to remember 
one little tiny bit about that person and it it just it goes a, such a long way because they will they'll do anything for us and we're very fortunate to have wonderful people in our organization um that being said just like anywhere communication is key absolutely and so going back to this theory uh that has really helped our communication this will talk about different psychologies of communication there are three of them there's the parent ego state side there is the adult ego state and there's the child ego state so let me break down the the theory so i like to start with what i say pac pac so let's say that it's me and you are having a conversation and um we don't quite agree on something and we are having to have a mediator come and uh, sit between us. Their job as a mediator is trying to find the facts, taking the emotions out of it and trying to make sure we come out with a reasonable end. And that's what this theory helps with. So if, if you have someone who is a, a manager and someone who might be a crew, and they're having this conversation. This is how I like to take the approach. First, I'm gonna start with the parental ego state. When I talk about parental ego state, I don't think uh, parent who's in charge, I'm talking about the, the ego state of, I'm right, this is the way things have always been, this is the ways we're doing them. Um, <clears throat> who are you to tell me what needs to be done? Um, and then there is the child ego state of who's just immature. Um, I can't do this. Uh, I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. Or no one ever cares about me. No one ever cares about what I think. Uh, and then there's the adult ego state where it is about taking the emotions out of it. It's facts-driven. Facts um, and it helps find the root cause of problems. And then it just ends with a great solution. So anytime I come to do, uh, if I have to sit down between two people, I always use this at the very beginning because you can tell by people's body language, you got to be able to read people of how the conversation can go. Someone's hunched over, kind of laid back, mm -hmm. arms crossed, and you can tell that they are upset visually and you can hear it in their voice, well, you're going to have to be able to bring those defenses down before you have any kind of conversation for it to be successful. Um, and that's what this theory does. Let's pause for just a second and talk about what you've talked about so far. So the theory is talking about ego states. It's not talking about literal parents and children. You also said that baby boomers they oftentimes, from your own experience, you've seen that they're in the workplace and that generations younger than them, it seems like boomers automatically take the parental ego state. Tell me about what you're seeing in the younger generation. So we've got, um, we've got boomers, we've got Gen X, we've got millennials, and we've got Gen Z. The boomer generation might take the parental ego state, but they're also the ones who are going to put up with a little bit more. They're very, they're like, I'm in this job. I know where I'm going. I will stay in this job and we'll figure it out internally. Millennials and Gen Zs, if they feel like they're being treated like a child, they'll just leave. 
phone. Yes, absolutely. They, they, you know, they won't put up with it. When I, when I do exit interviews, I'm like, so what happened? I, I'd, I'd say 80% of the time it's something to do with communication or how they were treated in the workplace. Um, they're very in tuned with their feelings. And if they don't feel respected and don't feel like part of the team, uh, then they will leave. It was interesting. So we always coach about, you know, um, there are three things that make someone leave in the workplace and money is number three versus it's being, it's how you're treated. And next is, are you valued? Let's say that again. So from Chris's experience and what they're taught, there are three reasons people leave the workplace. Mm -hmm. Number three is money. Mm -hmm. Say number two again. Number two is, uh, are they valued? Are they valued? Are they a value? Are they part of the system? Are they not just a cog in the work? Do they have some kind of responsibility? Gotcha. And then how are they treated? How does the management upper, lower? How do people treat each other within the workplace? Very good. Okay, so let's dig in even further. You mentioned that there are times where leaders are brought in, you may be brought in, Mm -hmm. to mediate a conversation. Correct. So this is where we start getting nitty-gritty. If you are someone um, who is just managing people or if you're someone who has to come in and mediate these conversations what Chris is talking about is realizing when the people come in front of you they are in one of these three ego states correct parent child or adult correct the goal is to get everyone to adult that is exactly right as a leader it is your job to get them there Chris I'll kind of let you talk even further about uh, the things that you say to your employees to sort of get them to realize where they are and where they need to be. So normally when I have this conversation, there's at least one person in the adult, the parent role. Okay. There might not be someone in the adult role. Um, and so I always break it down, the PAC, PAC. I say, okay, if one person's a parent, Meaning that they're, it's my way or the highway. One person's a child saying, yes, you know, you're right. I'm so sorry. Let's keep doing it. But nothing changes. Can that be successful? And the answer is yes for about 90 days. So yes, but only for about 90 days. And And the goal is to hold on to people much longer than 90 days. Correct. So it's actually very interesting when you look at work productivity for a new hire. Um, 90 days is normally about the peak. After that, it starts leveling off. Now, and that's also where, in my line of business, is when I see the highest turnover. We focus turnover, what's called a 90-day turnover. We have a certain percentage. So, we want to make sure that within the first 90 days that uh, we are keep uh, not treating them as a child, so to speak, as the ego state. So, after we address parent to child, and I would say that's the most common, I'd say... Um, normally, I don't know, I'm above 50% of the conversation. There's a parent talking to a child. Normally the manager is the parent ego talking to the employee who's a child. And that's where the communication barrier is not, I don't feel respected, I feel talked to. Mm-hmm. Um, next, I like to do a parent to parent. And that's the not so fun one that people don't like to see. That's where two people are going at it. Gotcha. That, hey, this is the way it's done, this is the way, or there's the door. And then someone's like, fine, there's the door, but you're never going to do anything. And so that's where it's attack gotcha. and then defend. 
attack and then defense. So they're just worried about not what's being said, but their people are listening to come back and not listening to what's being said. Ah, uh, very good. People are lit when it's parent to parent. You've got people listening to come back, to clap back, to dig in at somebody, not listening to learn or to figure out a solution. Exactly. And so, um, the next communication is: What if the manager takes a child approach? And by that, by that I mean they're more worried about being liked. They're more worried about uh, is everyone okay than holding a standard. Now there is, believe me, there there is power in both. You have to be the even keeled. You've got to to learn that. But if you have the child approach, are you okay? Is everything going to be okay? I know, I know it's busy today, but just please try. I you know, I know we asked so much about you. Right. Now, if you take that approach with an employee, no matter what their ego state is, it can only be successful for about 30 days because, you know, the best case scenario is that it does work. But it's very rare because you'll find that one person who pushes the limits mm. and then pretty soon the fox is running the hen house. Gotcha, yeah. You got to have someone who's also going to hold a certain standard because um, holding a standard is going to give you respect. Um, I, I always think the funny quote of Michael Scott that says, would I rather be fear, uh, feared or loved? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I would, he goes, both. I always want people to be afraid of how much they love me. But it, it's just a dig on everyday management. It's so funny because I see both of them. Of people are going to listen to what I have to say because I'm the manager and we're going to do it this way. Or of, you know, I just want everyone to like us. We want to make a great work environment. And the answer is somewhere in between. Right, It's yes. the balance. And that's the uh, adult. Everything has facts driven goal-orientated, and it's not so much black and white because that's not how the world is, but try to take as much emotion out of it. So um, child talking to a parent, a child manager to a parent, maybe a fox is going to run the hen house. A child talking to a child will just be, end up just chaos. Yes. You're not going to have anyone in charge of the, the business, and the business will go under. So you can see as Chris is talking about this, parent to child doesn't work. Parent to parent doesn't work. Child to child is not going to work either. You have to get both to the adult state. So the big question is, how do you do that? Right. And I literally sit down with my people before we have this conversation. I can read it and I will break down this theory and I'll say, okay, today we're going to talk before we get into any of these issues. We're going to talk about how we're going to communicate this, the psychology of it. Because once I call it out, because you, as a mediator, I've learned over the years to pretty much be able to read the situation pretty good. I can say, Allison, you feel this way because of X, Y, and Z. And you're like, yes. And I'll say, okay, Chris, I feel this way because of X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Yes. Let's figure it out. Well, then all of a sudden, these two parents their arms start to drop. Mm -hmm. And I said, let's let's talk about the straight facts of it. Let's take emotion out of it. I'm addressing it. Um, let's 
have a really great conversation about it. And then at the end of the conversation, everyone is actually very relieved. The two people that felt like that they would never get along came to common grounds and fixed the root cause of the issue. Let's fix the root cause of the problem. We're no longer dealing with the symptoms. You know, when you attack any kind of sickness, you don't want to fix the symptoms. You're trying to find the root cause of sickness. Absolutely. And that's what the same thing with communication. And it's funny, it might have been something that happened weeks ago of, mm -hmm. they said that just spiraled out of control. But that's what this uh, will help you learn, the PAC, the parent, child, and adult. So now I brought those two parents down to an adult. Mm -hmm. I got them on the same playing level and they had the great conversation. The hard one is bringing a child up to an adult, of having that hard conversation uh, that is a business conversation. I know you want to be liked, um, but there's a difference of being liked and being respected. Mm -hmm. You have to hold a standard. The standard's there to help you. And then trying to get them to understand. And once I get them to the right levels, they're both parties are adults, that's when I actually have the conversation. I see a lot of mistakes of people trying to go straight into the conversation of why they brought them together. Because no one likes conflict. Right, absolutely. Absolutely not. So if you're in a position where you have to bring conflicts together, people just want to get it over with. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it can cause more damage bringing up that conflict if people are still in that parent role mm -hmm. or that ego state um, than it would just to leave it alone. So you have to break down the psychology of how that person is before you can bring up any kind of communication, especially when it has to deal with conflict. Absolutely. So this is not something that has to take forever. This can be done in 60 seconds where you break Correct. down that psychology. You get them in the room and you say, just like you said, you've learned to do it because this is a skill set of yours, but someone else who maybe hasn't yet, they would say, tell me why you feel the way you do, tell me why you feel the way you do, and then they would say, okay, we have three different approaches to this we've got the parent approach the child approach and the adult approach mm -hmm. parents look at it this way children look at it this way mm -hmm. figure out where you are we both need to get to the middle so that we can start driving business results because that's what we're all here for correct you said that people are usually relieved after this conversation absolutely which goes back to nobody wants conflict nope and if you can be the leader that can get rid of that in your workplace, exactly, you're going to immediately increase others' respect for you. Yep, and productivity and respect for each other. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. The yes. management team is the core of your operation. If they're not on the same page, no matter what, that's what's going to continue to cause problems. Absolutely. Um, the hard part is, is you can't always be there. I can't always be a mediator. You can't always be a mediator. So how do you train your people, especially your, you, who you look up to lead? Uh, in my case, my restaurants, who leads your operations. Mm -hmm. How do they take this approach? Because sometimes either A, they're going to be the one that has to be the mediator, or B, that they're going to be part of. They're the ones right. being talked to. So when, like, if I'm the general manager, you're coming to me, if you come to me with a motion of I'm ready to mm -hmm. to fight back because of the decision you made, now, as me as a uh, leader, 
I have to recognize where your ego state is. And I have to say, hey, you know what's going on? Let's bring it down. Let's have a conversation that we can be positive and we can go back to base. And it's hard, especially if you're involved. It's hard for you to be able to take a breath and realize this is a parent. Someone had something to say, so by golly, they're coming in. I'm coming in to say what I have to say. Coming in hot. I'm coming in hot. Yeah. But it's funny. <laughs> it's, it's funny because they're waiting for you to come back so they can clap back too. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you say, hey, I can see you're upset. No, let's let's sit down and talk about it. I'm, I I really want to hear what you have to say. All of a sudden, their defenses drop. Well, I, I wasn't expecting you to say that. Mm-hmm. Empathy cools Correct. situations. Let's sort of wrap things up, Chris. So we started off talking about you. Well, we didn't actually mention this, but we talked about this the other day. When you stepped into your role, one of the first things you did was needs analysis. Where are we struggling or what can we improve on? And one of the needs that you found was communication. Correct. Now, that, I said this to you on the phone the other day, that is an issue with companies across the country, across industries. It's not unique. It's it's very typical, very normal for organizations to have issues in communication. Why? Because everyone is so different. Correct. Has different expectations, different, yep. different thoughts on how they think things should go. It's the leaders who learn how to navigate that communication that are the ones who are the most successful, especially for the next several decades to come with how the workforce is changing. We talked about the theory that you use, the transactional analysis theory of parent, adult, child, ego states, and how that helps you both navigate your own communication, but also the communication between those you're supervising. We talked about if, as leaders, when you have to mediate conversations, looking at the people in the room and figuring out where they are and then bringing everybody either down to or up to the adult state. Correct. But then we talked about the thing that I'm really passionate about, especially as um, someone who's focused on leadership, is leading yourself well. Yep. And you talked about you know owning it for yourself, figuring out where you are, where you're coming at from decisions you're making and from your communication style. Are you acting in the parent, adult, or child ego state? I believe firmly that people who take hold of this theory that you've discussed today, if you start acting intentionally on purpose with this at the top of your mind as you interact with different people and as you lead yourself, you're going to be a better communicator. Correct. How could you not? Exactly. And this theory, I said the other day, it's so simple. Everybody can understand the difference between a parent and a child. And so for me, you training your leaders on this theory is something that doesn't just work in the food industry. No. This can work for across industries from entry level to executive level. Correct. Um, It's my hope that the people listening to this podcast, that you will take hold of this theory, dig in even more so that you have a really clear understanding of uh, the different ego states, and that you will start navigating your own communication and helping navigate the communication of the people on your team better today because of what you've heard. Exactly. People are your greatest asset, so why not invest in them? Boom. 
Yes, I love it. Chris, thank you so much thank for being you, on the Allison. podcast today. For those listening today, put your stake in the ground and do something different. Lead better because of what you've heard today. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For the links to everything mentioned in this episode, check out the show notes. And if you'd like more practical, tactical leadership development content, go to www.vanhooser.com for my weekly blog and all the links to my social media channels. If it makes sense to start improving the leadership skills of your managers and supervisors, let's talk about training options for your team. Email me at allison at vanhooser.com.